Our first reading came from the from Saint Francis. The uh, the readings for the feast of Saint Francis in our gospel from the day, but there were both of those readings fit very well. The one who we honor today, Saint Francis of Assisi. In our gospel, we hear the conditions for following the Lord. Jesus is walking with his disciples to Jerusalem to offer his life for us. And so on their journey, one of the disciples asks him, uh, one, one, of the, one of the people approaches him and asks him, I will follow you wherever you go. So someone comes and asks Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to be part of your mission. But Jesus says very quickly to him, foxes have dens and birds of the sky have nests but the Son of Man is nowhere to rest his head, meaning that there is no home as a home. The home is the world. Home is the place where God's words, God's word needs to be preached. So home is not a place, but as a, but as a matter of fact, it's the condition for following the Lord wherever the need is. And to another, he said, follow me. The Lord is the one, the, the first case, someone who asks him. And, you know, I, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus says, you will not have home the way you would wish to have, like everybody else. To the second one, he called, he, he tells, follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. What it basically means is, I wanted to have inheritance first. I want to have, you know, sort of security in my life. So if I, once I inherit the, um, you know, the, 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 you know, the, my father's home or house, or whatever it is, then I will follow you. But Jesus says to him, let the dead bury their dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Once again, so Jesus says to the second one, he says, no, if you wish to have family security, whatever it may be, inheritance, then, then your focus is not on the kingdom. Your focus is on your own well-being. He says, but you go and proclaim the kingdom. And another says to the Lord, <clears throat> I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family and home. So the third condition is the importance of a family. Not that family is not important, but the fact is that the preoccupation, the, you know, which, which is stronger than, than, than the Lord's kingdom. And once again, says, the Lord says to him, no one who sets a hand to a plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. These are challenging things which the Lord shares with us. But the, uh, what the Lord wants to underscore is that the words of salvation, the words of the kingdom are more important because this life will pass away. This pass, life will pass away, but this kingdom will never pass away. The eternal life will never be something that can be set aside for a value of, to this world. And so these words are on one hand challenging, but actually they're a inv great invitation to think about our life here on earth. Yes, value it for its, 
for its, you know, for, for its importance. And it is important to have a family, to have a place, to have, you know, the security. But ultimately, it cannot be place above that which the Lord wishes to give us, a life beyond the grave, life which does not end, and that is worth investing in, that is worth um, setting things aside for that kingdom. You know, that, that's the invitation, that's the invitation is given to us today, but actually it's inv we're invited to do so every day. And this is what Francis, St. Francis today did. He did set aside. And we'll take a look at his life quickly. He was born in 181182. So in 1982, we're celebrating his 800th anniversary of his birth. In 1226, he passed away in his 40s. And, and so in a couple of years from now, three years from now, not even that, we'll celebrate his passing away. So it'll be 800 anniversary since he passed away. Who was he? He was son of a merchant, fairly well-to-do, Pietro. Uh, the, uh, he, uh, Bernardone, and, and what, what he did is there's, first of all, he was a normal young guy. He got involved with war because the wars between, between um, you know, the, the area where he lived. So he was caught, was captured, he was prisoner of war for a while, and then he came back, and, and life was in front of him. He could have chosen basically anything that he would wish to do. His father was well-to-do, and so he could have been a, a great businessman, and he could have had a great life. But what happened to him is the Lord kept on speaking to his heart. He went to the church, broken down in ruins, San Damiano, and there he prayed before a cross, which is known as the St. Damiano cross. Jesus is on the cross, but Jesus' eyes are open. He's like the one victorious one, even though his blood and water flowing from his heart. And yet he prayed before that image, and he heard the words of God, Jesus, to him, rebuild my church, rebuild my church. And that's what, that's what, that's what he heard. And so he wanted to rebuild his church, so he used his resources for rebuilding of a church. And of course, that infuriated the father for spending money on useless things. You know, let the ruins of the church be ruins. Nobody goes there anyhow. And, and so, so his father confronted him in such a way that he says, you have to pay back the money that you spend. You have to give back. And, and, and the, the father complained to, to the bishop. He says, look what he's doing. And the bishop agreed that he should pay the money back, the money that he used for the rebuilding of a church. But what happens to him is Francis, who's confronted by his father, he gives everything back. He says, whatever you gave me, yes, I will repay you back everything that you ever given me, everything that I owe, uh, I, I will give it back. And so he gave everything back, including his garments. He says, you take back all the things that you gave me, I have nothing, I don't want anything. And, 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 and he began to follow the Lord. He heard the voice, he heard the gospel reading, 
that the disciples left everything, and the Lord told them that when you go on a mission, don't take belts, don't take anything, second tunics, whatever it is, preach the gospel first. And so, so St. Francis goes and begins to preach. He preaches the gospel, um, the good news. Some begin to follow him. First, there was this wealthy, wealthy man who said everything, gave everything away, and he followed him. There was a priest, canon, who was a very high position in church. He also follows him. And soon, soon many, many begin to follow him. In some ways, he's like a rebellious young man, you know, giving everything back, saying, whatever you gave me. But here, this is something more important. It wasn't just, you know, like a resentful giving away. He gave in authenticity, because that's what his father wished, and the bishop supported him. But it was more. He began to follow the Lord the way the Lord spoke in the Gospels. So from that moment on, yes, Son of Man does not have a place to stay. Son of Man does not have anything, any securities. Everything is, a, is given. So he began this new community, the followers, these friars, the brothers of Jesus. And, and they, they became beggars. But they proclaimed at every opportunity, they proclaimed the gospel, not just by word, by the, their life, how they lived a life, that they didn't consider any form of security, material values, whatever. And, and you know, during his lifetime, almost 5,000 joined him. You're talking about cultural revolution in the church, huge one. You know, here are these beggars, but the only thing they wish is to proclaim the kingdom first. And they preached with their word, by example, by the way of life. They wish to bring forth God's love to the people, and they wish to give uh, you know, that, that God's love to everyone, to respect them, not only to love God, but neighbor. And, and, and everything, since everything was a gift, uh, for Francis, everything belonged to us by way of a gift. There are brothers and sisters, all creation as being very gift of God to us. We don't own it, it's God's. We respect it because it's God's. We love it because we, because God has loved us first. So this is what we have. Is, is he, Francis looked at the gospel and he wanted to live out fully, literally, the gospel as it was preached. Now, uh, and this is how he founded this order, the order of, of Franciscans, this fri- Franciscan friars the, who followed him. Now, his habit was the habit that he received from a peasant. It was more like a sackcloth, um, potato, uh, you know, bag. And, and, and so that's what he was very poor. And this became the very foundation of the habits of the Franciscans. Not a cord, I mean a cord, not a belt. Nothing there except, as we know, ultimately, the the, the Franciscan habit became became a a symbol of that self-giving to God in every way. The another aspect is that uh, it wasn't just the just a habit. Remember Dante Alighieri, the famous Dante. You know, because he loved the Lord, he wanted to be buried in the Franciscan habit. 
And he said, I don't want a cloth of gold, even though he became famous as a writer and everything else, well-respected. But he was buried in the Franciscan habit as a tribute to St. Francis, but also a tribute to the teachings and spirituality of St. Francis, that that's all we can do. We can offer just a poor cloth back to the Lord. That's all we wish and desire for. Now, what can St. Francis teach us today? Obviously, people love him because he loved animals. People love him because, you know, the whole story of Gubbio, you know, he convinced the, the wolf not to, not to eat meat, but to become vegan, maybe a vegetarian. <laughs> so people can look at him and says, okay, who he is? Well, he loved animals, he loved creation. So, you know, the, the famous movie, uh, you know, brother, son, and sister moon, you know, the loving of, of creation, especially today, is, he's very popular among those who are, you know, uh, wishing to protect the environment, you know, that he's sort of like a patron saint for those. And, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with pets who are supposed to be blessed today. There's nothing there. Some people not only rely on pets because it's, a, it's part, almost part of their family, or they just rely for, for, the, for the comforts which the, these pets give. But you have to remember that what can he give to us? Something even more important. First, he chose Jesus the one who's crucified, like today's first reading. Jesus, the crucified one. I wish nothing else but to be like him. And as we know, he received the stigmata towards the end of his life, looking at that cross, and he was transfixed. You see, he was the first one in history to receive the stigmata, the wounds of Christ, and he suffered the sufferings of Christ this is the, 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 the imitation that became transformation in Christ. Imitation of Jesus, the suffering one. So he became part of his life, just like St. Paul says, I am no longer myself, it is Christ in me, and Christ crucified. The, the mystery of, the, of Christ's suffering and death became part of his life. And this is why Jesus gave him the gift of, of the uh, stigmata, the last one that we know of, you know, which has been raised to the honors of the altar is, is, uh, is Padre Pio, another Franciscan, another Franciscan, like, like, and he also had great devotion to the sufferings of Jesus. What else can we learn from him? He loved the incarnation. He was the one who built the first nativity set so not only the stations of a cross that we follow with his Paschal mystery, but also the incarnation, nativity set. You know, in that, in that simple man, that simple person, yet he knew the, 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 the two greatest mysteries that we have, mystery of incarnation, mystery of redemption, mystery of God becoming one of us, embracing our humanity, and also at the end, the mystery of, of redemption the Christ suffering and dying for us. What else can he tell us how to live in today's world? He, he, he showed us that God is first, kingdom of God is first. Nothing, nothing should be placed ahead of that. And today we need to hear that, we need to hear. We need to hear because we have set aside almost everything. You know, the, uh, 
uh, people in the early church and even in, in our country as well, with, the, with the, all, all the immigrants, they focus on the building of beautiful churches rather than their own homes. They considered that to be more important because that was their home, the special home. You know, we can have beautiful homes right now, all kinds of things, but the, but the desire was that we have a special home, which is the home of God, the place where we worship, where we honor. And, you know, even though St. Francis heard that voice, rebuild my church, and he rebuilt St. Damiano Church, he built, but the Lord wanted to rebuild the church beyond, beyond that, rebuild the church, meaning the, you know, uh, give the gift of grace and renewal and strength and that confidence in God, which the Lord is asking us for. There's, there's, a, there's a special words which were uttered today by the Superior General from the Franciscan community several years ago and who said the following, he said, it was the crucified Jesus who reached out from the cross and gently touched the pain and confusion within Francis's life, not judging him, not scolding him. Francis experienced God, a God who is compassionate, merciful, all merciful, and who loves all without distinctions. It was this experience of the compassion of Christ that opened Francis's heart and mind to the possibility of recovering hope, peace, and joy. The second aspect of Francis's conversion process is linked with the direct contact with a humanity that was suffering, alienated, disfigured, and overwhelmed by a sense of hopelessness. We witness everywhere in the world today these destructive forces that deepen a sense of culture of death to move, to end life through euthanasia in different forms or, or ending human life through abortion. And he says we need to recognize again the dignity and beauty of each person. We have to recognize again the great call that we have received from God, the call to be like God. That's the great call, and this is where St. Francis can help us in such a powerful way, because he is the one who stood in a face with many different threats to dignity, hopelessness, and, 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 and open himself to confidence in the future of humanity and of God's presence in our midst. He did not run away or hide from the disfigured face of humanity rather than close, rather than close himself off and protect himself. Francis chose to jump into the heart of the world, embracing and accompanying humanity, offering love, mercy, compassion, hope, and all he encountered just as Jesus did in life and mission. And beautiful words, you know, uh, the necessity and the need for great example, encouragement, intercession of St. Francis, the, the great example of the love of Jesus from the beginning of his incarnation to the redemption and resurrection and to that which St. Francis can offer us as a powerful intercessor who tell us, love the Lord with all your heart, love one another as I have loved you. That is his example. May he intercede for us today. 
May he intercede for the many young people today that they may be inspired by that witness to give all, not to be afraid, so that we may find that great treasure of eternal glory that God has bestowed upon us and that is waiting for us, waiting for all those who wish to share that beautiful gift of life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.